0: Police Chief Jerry Siebert wondered why he was out freezing his ass off on this bitterly cold morning instead of being back at the station, nursing a hot cup of coffee. He was sitting behind the wheel of his cruiser, uncomfortable because he was wearing two layers of clothing, which made it hard for him to move freely. He stretched out his long legs and arched his back. The upholstery squeaked as he stretched he thought about what it might be like in Florida this very moment. His toes were numb. His salt-stained shoes were still wet from the slush that had covered the streets of Warren, Massachusetts since the previous Tuesday. Aside from the accident reports, every time somebody drove down the steep slope of Coy Hill and skidded past the stop sign at the bottom, nothing much lately had drawn the attention of Warren's tiny police force. Siebert was fairly certain that one of his men would be called to the depot, a seedy bar on Main Street, to break up a fight later that evening. The Bruins were playing, and the bar's patrons, mostly unemployed laborers and bikers, could be counted on to draw inspiration from the hockey players and try to rearrange one another's dental work. Keeping the peace in Warren was a rather predictable business. The most dangerous moments usually occurred at the annual town meeting, Siebert thought. Getting an extra thousand dollars out of the tight-fisted town fathers could be a real bloodbath. Warren, population 3,800, was not the kind of town that produced a lot of exciting police work. What it did produce was plenty of small-town politics. The board of selectmen that governed the town was often composed of three local merchants, each with his own interests, personal loyalties, and enemies. Siebert thought of them as Moe, Larry, and Curly. It didn't help any that one of the chief's four patrolmen was also Curly's nephew. You give an inexperienced group of men a million-dollar budget to run a small town, and they'll screw it up every time, Siebert thought bitterly. The ex-Marine had been police chief for almost five years, and each time he was reappointed for a one-year term, it was a battle. Siebert longed for the day when he could quit his job and hang out his shingle as a private investigator. Rousting bored teenagers out of the town square at the complaint of the local shoe store owner was not his idea of glamorous police work. In any case, this was not the kind of morning he wanted to spend paying a visit to Frenchy Therial, whom Siebert suspected of being an arsonist, and who had recently taken to telling people some very tall tales. Ferriol was a local tomato farmer, best known in the area for the little wooden stand that sold farm produce in the autumn months to tourists passing through, on their way to see the annual explosion of foliage in the Berkshire Mountains of western Massachusetts. Unfortunately, the man now seems to be retailing bullshit as well, the police chief thought. Lately, Frenchie had taken to telling folks in town that his house was possessed, and that his family was being haunted by the spirit of his wife Nancy's mother. Siebert, who had his own mother-in-law, was perfectly prepared to accept the story, if Nancy Ferriall's mother had been alive. But Nancy's mother had died over 15 years earlier. Siebert couldn't help smiling a little, despite his irritation, as he recalled his own report on an incident at the station house a week before. On February 24, 1985, he had written, Maurice Frenchy Therial came into the Warren Police Department, asking that the department take custody of several rifles he owned. Asked if there was any problem, Mr. Therial said he was seeing a psychic, and he had been informed by the psychic that he was possessed, and should bring all his firearms to the police station. Mrs. Nancy Therial was with her husband, and informed the officers that she was the only one who could pick up any of the firearms from the police station, and not her husband. Mr. Therial informed us that under no circumstances was he to be given the rifles, because he might not be himself. He may look like that person, but it might not really be him.